the Baudelaire children finally meet Uncle Monty. Not everybody makes it out of the reptile room alive. Plus, we have a very special guest here in the studio, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You say you like it? I really do. I think it perfectly encapsulates the tone of the show. It's a yeah. great yeah. introduction to it. Yeah, definitely. Right. Is this Neil Patrick Harris? It, it is. Okay. Oh. So it's Olaf. It's an Olaf production. Yeah. yeah. As I suspected. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to, again here to After Buzz TV for our after show for Netflix's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Before we get started on recapping episodes three and four, we will introduce ourselves because that is important. Yes. I am Miara Jennings. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miara Jennings. And here's my panel. Hey everyone, I'm Ivana. You can find me on Twitter at Ivana L. Williams and on Instagram at Ivana.Williams. Hey guys, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique and every week at BlackGirlNerds.com. What's up guys, it's Dakota T. Jones. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. And last but certainly not least, our very special guest here, Miss Cleo King, who Yay! plays Mrs. Eleanor Poe. Welcome. Good to be here. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. Where can the people find you on Twitter, right? At Cleo King Actress? You got it. Perfect. Oh. Yes. Great. So excited to have you here. Yay, I'm sure all of you. our viewers are pouring in right now, and they'll be excited <laughs> to see you as well. Yes, yes, and find me on Facebook, too. Yes. yes. Cleo King, and also Cleo King Open Mic, M-I-C. Yeah. Perfect. So both those. All right, everybody yeah. head over there and add her. So we will talk about your open mic stuff and everything else. Okay. But thank you so much for joining at first. Yes. And before we get started on episodes three and four, we do want to kind of backtrack because we have Cleo King here, so we yes. want to talk about her parts as Mrs. Poe, especially in the last episode in that final theater scene and the car scene. Mm -hmm. So those were fun. Yes. Um, but yeah, the theater scene. So let's go back to episode two. That was a pivotal moment in the series, <laughs> yeah. right? When yeah. Count Olaf outs himself and right. all that. How was it filming that scene? It was fabulous. It uh, went on forever. Okay. It went on forever. <laughs> you know, first of I all, think. everybody's so talented to begin with. Come on. Yeah. Barry Sonnenfeld, Mr. Mm -hmm. Men in Black. He did, mm -hmm. You know, so his vision is just impeccable. It's mm -hmm. incredible. And you feel it, you know it going in, and then to, the chance to work with him, and then all the talent. I mean, come on. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, mm -hmm. Patrick Warburton, how funny is he? Yeah. How amazing is he? Great, you know. And Neil is just—you can't get enough of him. <laughs> and those kids, yes. oh boy, you know that baby. Oh. Oh, adorable. I'm telling oh, yeah. you, even during the scenes, if you were talking to somebody and you said something, the baby would like go. How did you? Oh, oh my gosh! How and like cute. you understood nothing, but the baby was like trying to interject. <laughs> right. And let's say we were playing around, and somebody would hit somebody. The baby would, and we're just playing. The baby yeah. would go, ah. Oh. It was incredible. I've been since the pilot that this baby deserves an Oscar. I'm I just glad that it's like confirmed now. Like it's real. An Oscar. It's really <laughs> real. <laughs> and I said to the mother, "What do you do to this baby that she can talk like this and express herself?" So when you see her on screen and she's, that's the way she lives. Wow. Yeah. And she'll say to you, "How about you?" <laughs> and you're like, that is "What the hell funny. is that?" <laughs> and, she's, and she's so like in it, like she's in it to win it. Yeah. You know, just because yeah. she's a baby, that's on you that you don't understand. Yeah. Her. <laughs> that's on you. She that's your stuff, saying. right? <laughs> that's your stuff, honey. It's really amazing. Oh and then gosh. the children. Um, 
Melina and mm-hmm. Louie, so talented. Yeah. And not to mention, you know, Mr. Poe just coughing his head off. Oh, oh my goodness. Mr. K. Todd Freeman. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> just coughing every frame, every scene, what in the world. But um, yeah. that must I'm be really, a lot to it, have to cough that much. Right? Yeah. But he did it, and he did it so easy. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, it has been one of the best jobs of my career. It's Aww. just been wonderful working with all of these people. That's it's just been great. Yeah. Have you ever Amazing. worked with any of this kind? or crew before or is this the first time you know this is my first time working with them okay you know Barry and everybody else I haven't worked with them at all you know but I hope mm. it's the beginning of many yeah and right? a, you know a season two and all of that you yeah. know yeah I think it's uh, maybe coming let's yeah. see what yeah. that would be Definitely. so exciting yeah. so you guys have not heard any official work not official okay. not mm. official but you know just going to Vancouver has been great because mm-hmm. we shot it in Vancouver mm-hmm. and I hadn't been to Vancouver in a long time since my theater days when I lived in New York mm-hmm. and to go back and I'm not a shopper but when you stay in the hotel and you walk to breakfast you pass like five incredible stores and you have to go in <laughs> uh-huh. you know I'm not a shopper like I won't get in the car and drive to get what I need mm-hmm. but if I'm going to pass a store right. and this is a great store for shoes then I need to see what they have yeah. I just I don't need to you. see it so mm-hmm. it's been amazing working on this show the work is just incredible to shoot it that theater scene and the twins you know the twins and <laughs> yeah. their scene that's Dakota's favorite. Like, <laughs> those two, the two women, they finish each other's sentences yeah. and they, like, they, they should travel around with like a, a drummer to go because they <laughs> yeah, just funny, yeah. so oh in my real God. life they finish the yes. each other's oh wow. yes and they talk 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 and you can't get a word in edgewise <laughs> wow. and they're the sweetest they bring their lunch to set oh isn't that adorable it is and they are so sweet and they, they love taking pictures with everybody everybody mm. you know we all that do but we don't normally ask but then yeah. when you see them ask for a picture you're like oh cool oh it's cool it's cool yeah. and then they pull out their instant camera and get the picture. Oh, that is you know the one, the one you wind? Yes. Oh my god, how cute is that? <laughs> that is so cute. Yes. That is so funny. Yes. So <laughs> they just seem so quirky and so lovely to they work are. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And been around forever. That's and just awesome. the best. Bring their snacks and everything to, mm. to set. You That's know? so cute. <laughs> so how long did you guys actually film the first season? I think oh, it was yeah. about four months. I okay. can't really remember. Four or yeah. five months maybe. It could That's be three. Fast. It, it could feels be th- like. I'm thinking it's four is my I guess. But, you know, traveling back and forth to uh, Vancouver was so much fun to me because it's not that far. It's like two hours and 15 minutes Oh, from really? L.A. Yeah. Wow. Now, in my mind, Canada was like a four-hour flight. Yeah. You know? yeah. That seems so far. Just yeah. because it's in my mind. Yeah. But when you get in the plane, literally, it's two hours and 15 minutes. Wow. Awesome. I, I did not realize that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. And the work was so much fun. And the makeup crew, you know, you go in there coming from LA you walk in and there's nobody who looks like you and you say to yourself oh hell here we go <laughs> mm-hmm. here we go and honey those women those women they did my hair and makeup like a motor scooter yes. oh, they yes. tore, they, oh baby oh baby I was so happy with my hair and makeup you know coming from Mike and Molly uh-huh. right yeah. with the gray wig mm-hmm. the grandma makeup the 70's lingerie grandmama all of that, you know, you finish that series after six years, you know, and then you say, okay, so what do I go? What do I do? Right. And then this comes up, and then they, you know, put me in the hair and makeup, and I'm like, yeah! <laughs> yeah! 
These little women tore me up. Yes. They worked it out. And then the guy who did our wardrobe, mm-hmm. how about he won an Oscar for Moulin Rouge. Oh. And everything you see me in, he built it for me. Oh. He built it for me. Now, this is what I how said. Special. when I know, right? When they said to me, well, you got to be measured. Can you send us your measurements? I'm like, listen, who's got time for that? <laughs> I'm not walking around with my measurements. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm calling my publicist and my agent and my manager asking if you got my sizes. It's like... You would think I would have it in my phone. Okay, I don't, right? So I send them the measurements, and I'm, and this is what I said. This guy must be new. Or this person oh. must be oh. new. <laughs> Honey, who, who builds stuff anymore? You can get everything off the rack. Like, that is so, like, oh. who builds stuff? Like, really? You're yeah. going to build the wardrobe? That's crazy. It's too much work. Why mm-hmm. are you even doing it? I got mm-hmm. there. They measure me. They put on my clothes, and it was like, oh, my God. God, it's like yes. a dream. Oh, like, okay, this is why. Ooh, yes. everything sitting up. Yeah. I was like, yes, honey. Yeah. Look at Mrs. Yeah. Paul, baby. Mrs. Paul is living the life. Yeah, I was so yeah. like, oh my god. And he won an Oscar for Moulin Rouge. Anybody who saw that, mm-hmm. the, the, oh please, honey, immaculate. The wardrobe alone. Yeah. But come on, you don't win an Oscar for nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you are know, feeling yourself. You know, <laughs> you know yeah. I am so. So happy to be a part of this cast, and really, yeah. I had no idea what it was going to be because you never know. You don't mm-hmm. know what it is when you're working on it. It's like when I shot um, The Hangover, the first mm-hmm. one. You know, when the kids are tasing the guys in the classroom, I'm the cop in the front of the class, and uh, people said to me, "Did you realize how special that was when you were working on it?" I said, "Not at all." Mm-hmm. I said, "All the guys thought it was so funny," and I thought <laughs> to myself. Okay, this is funny, but <laughs> is know, it really a hit? Is it really, yeah. you know, that funny? Mm-hmm. And when I went to the movie theater, I laughed so hard at my right. own stuff. <laughs> I was one of those like laughing in the movie theater, like yeah, yeah. And I went with a group of my friends, and it was so not right mm-hmm. because I was laughing so hard because then I appreciated it, you yeah. know. So I didn't feel. But I can tell you this: when I got to the set in Vancouver, I did feel how special a series of unfortunate events is. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. Let me just no doubt in my mind I felt it when I saw the sets and when I saw the wardrobe and I got there and tried on my wig I was just so happy to not be in the gray wig anymore but then for it to look great on me so I did feel how special it was right away I do have one last question Mm -hmm. um Whenever I read the books and I envisioned Mrs. Poe, I had something that was a little bit different. But then whenever I saw you, I'm like, she embodies this character perfectly, yeah. just beyond my imagination, oh, honestly. You. Yeah, you're welcome. And so whenever the kids arrive there and they have just lost their parents or they found out they just lost their parents, was it hard for you to kind of um, portray Mrs. Poe as just being... Um, detached from it, like, oh, that'll make a great headline. Yeah, Yeah, and it was just so eccentric. I'm like, does she not even care? Like, was that difficult for you? You know, it's not because I'm so, I, you know, I'm a person who loves with her whole heart. Yeah. But I am so career driven. Like, Uh you know, I can be sick as a dog in the bed. Oh my God, I can't move. I can't speak. I can't talk. Nothing. Mm -hmm. But let somebody call and say I got work, girl. Yeah. Let them call and say I got work. (laughs) I feel better. Yeah. Yeah. My head don't hurt. My throat don't hurt. Mm -hmm. So the fact that these kids' parents died, honey, I'm thinking about my magazine, my newspaper. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about my newspaper. Mm -hmm. It's my career. So, yes, everybody wants them because of their money. We don't want them because of their money. And my kids are the special ones. Mm -hmm. My kids are important. (laughs) And, you know, I'm a mom. I have an eight-year-old son. 
And I really know that feeling of my kid is the special one. Mm-hmm. And yeah. until you become a parent, you don't know that. Like, you just know people love their kids. Mm-hmm. But then when you have your own kid and you're like, God, I love him so much to, mm-hmm. you know, get him ready. get it lo- mm-hmm. Just love this boy. So when he said very detached and say it, let me hear you say it. Oh, yeah. that's going to make a good headline. You know, when you see that, you know, yeah. it's like it was easy for me to detach because right away my kids are special. Yours or not. I know, uh, I know you lost oh your heavens. parents, but that's okay, baby. You'll find somebody. You'll, you'll, you'll okay. get somebody. Oh, work out. All right. Yeah. There it is. That's amazing. I love, I love hearing the thought process yeah. that goes behind yeah. your character mm-hmm. because we all have that question. Like, she's so detached. She's so unsympathetic. But it makes sense because, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about it, a lot of parents, whether or not they want to admit it, that's how they are. <laughs> yeah. It, is. Yeah. it is. But then everybody's got kids, and yeah. we all feel the same way. So even on, a, like, a little play date, when somebody is being so precious about their little one you think to yourself well that's beautiful because honey I feel the same way about mine yeah. <laughs> you know and have that go ahead and have that but I feel the same way yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I have two questions one I felt a lot in your portrayal especially uh, when Ms. Poe is saying that uh, you know you guys got two headlines like and the importance of it do you think she wants to be on the news as much as she wants to create it well mm-hmm. I think she would like to be on the news she loves for it to be about her mm-hmm. and attention. her family and her husband and mm-hmm. her children and her life you know, it's really about her. It really is. That's, you know, the Because at the end of the day, your name's going to be the one on the newspaper. Yeah. You, got the front yeah. you got it. That's you got funny. it. You got it. And my second question, because I have to ask, did you get a chance to meet or speak with Lemony Snicket at all? Uh, yes, of course I did. That's yeah. so cool. Yes. It's crazy because... Um, Originally, I thought his real name was Lemony Snicket, but it's Daniel yeah. Handler. Yeah, yeah. Daniel so Handler. And he I, made a, an, a cameo, right, in, in one of the episodes I heard. I'm not sure. Okay. See, I don't know about that, but I partied with him a lot in New York <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. Okay. At the, uh, when we had our premiere at uh, Lincoln Center in New York, and we saw the first two episodes, and then we uh, partied at uh, Tavern on the Green, Ooh. and I got to talk to him. He's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. I loved talking to him. He and I would sit together. His wife would come and sit here, and we would just laugh and kee-hee <laughs> and have the best. I'm so in awe of his talent. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm just so grateful to be a part of it. And you know, sometimes when you meet people and you love their work, it's very different because mm-hmm. you love their work and you meet them and you think, Hmm, how strange, you know, <laughs> yes. or mm, I didn't expect you to be quirky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you are just in love with the person. Like it could go either way. Mm-hmm. But to meet Daniel, it was like, oh, my God, I'm in love with you. Like, yeah. I love who you are. I love your talent. Oh, hi, this is your wife. Nice to meet you. I love, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just adore him. And his wife is so sweet, so mm-hmm. wonderful. That's amazing. You know, and it was just great. It was incredible to put all the talent together. and just sit there even the writer you know Joe on the show he's one of the writers and just adored him and and realized we're not too far we're in the same neighborhood as each other back here in LA it's like wonderful to meet everybody just even Mm -hmm. at the rap party I got to hang with Alfre Woodard you know I got to hang with her and chill and and Neil Patrick Harris is amazing to work with just amazing we got to talk and hang on set and you know Mr. Poe my husband Mm. he's from New York I'm from here we hit it off I mean 
we had been working a couple of months together. We ended up going to Vegas, hanging out, you know, <laughs> that is because so we have such a great relationship, <laughs> yeah. you know, as husband and wife. And it's mm-hmm. wonderful. I got to introduce him to um, Billy Gardell was doing a show who plays Mike on Mike and Molly. Mm-hmm. So he was in Vegas. I went for that. And then Ken came and I got to introduce my old world to my <laughs> new world. Yeah. So it's just I, I have been having the time of my life. That's, That's amazing. Awesome. That's such yeah. a relief, I think, especially for all of us. We read the books and mm. um, Lemony Snicket, Daniel Handler was such an iconic writer for all of us. Yeah. So it's yeah. nice to hear that he is awesome he in real is life. Awesome and so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. That is too funny. Yeah. Well, we're going to segue really quick into the episodes and then we'll yes. get back to you because okay. we love hearing all your stuff. Yeah. I know. Awesome. Everybody so I love hearing you does. speak. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yes. I'm like, keep talking all day. <laughs> so, real quick, we will segue to these episodes. Um, so, like I mentioned at the end of last week, we talked about how the kids were now going to go to Dr. Montgomery mm-hmm. because yes. he was supposed to be the guardian in the first place. And mm. so they go and they meet Uncle Monty. What were yeah. your first impressions? Because I'm like, finally, yeah. this it's is really Monty. Yeah, I freaked out. I love Asif Monty. Yeah, I think cool. he's so great. Like he's everything you want in an uncle. Like he's kind <laughs> and sweet, and like he seems like he would just be a lot of fun. So yeah. I was really excited for the kids. I was like, this is going to be a nice, brief, but nice brief safe bubble. Yes. Yeah, I was yeah. excited just because he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was. I love the diversity in the show, mm-hmm. and I think it's super important. And I did love to see just his adaptation of the character. And I think it was so cool because it makes sense because <laughs> how many times that he's been removed or this or that, he's like the second cousin of this and yeah. that. So yeah. it's like it makes sense, and it was just so fun. And he was such a great actor, and he portrayed Uncle Monty exactly how I had envisioned him in the books. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Did you get to meet him? By I any did chance? not. Oh, you did. Okay, because no. I know you probably filmed the episodes so separately. Yeah, so. yeah. and oh, we yeah. had several stages we were yeah. working on. So yeah. sometimes I'm over here, he's over there. Yeah, and, you know. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully in the future, you know, if we get a season. Well, actually, never mind because he's dead. Yeah. So. yeah. No. No. yeah. yeah. Right. Never mind. Well, maybe <laughs> in a different still. project. Right. <laughs> Dang. That man he's did. Gone, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, he seems like a cool man. I'm pretty excited for them. Um, and so, not too far after that, we see the kids discussing again why have they never heard of Uncle Monty? Right. It seems like. They have no idea who these people are that their parents set them up with. So, are you thinking, are you skeptical of him at all? Because Klaus seems like he's a little bit worried. Rightly so, Mm -hmm. and I understood, but I wasn't because he just felt so warm and inviting. And, like, I mean, you brought me cake when I walk in. I'm probably not going to (laughs) complain too much. Like, I just felt so comfortable. I did too. And I felt we all know his character from the book, so we we knew he was like a safe place. Yeah, exactly. You never know with like these shows, you Mm -hmm. never know what they're going to do. If they're going to spin it and be like, oh, Uncle Monty's Olaf's assistant. Like, you you never know. (laughs) So I think I was very comfortable and very excited to see. Um, him as Monty mm-hmm. and I think that I was I was just ready for the story to play out exactly the way it did in the book and I feel mm-hmm. like they did a, a pretty good job especially mm-hmm. they did inter- interject some some new things but mm-hmm. I did for, for the most part I think they really did a good job of keeping close to the book mm-hmm. yeah I yeah. think Klaus has a right to be suspicious though like I, I hope that he never loses his suspiciousness it's yeah. It's, yeah it's important because uh, crazy people are after you man yeah it's true yeah. especially when they realize that the labyrinth design is the same eye design mm. that is on um, mm. Count Olaf's yeah. tattoo and yeah. all of that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you got to keep one eye open here at all times because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. And sure enough, things do take a turn because Stefano arrives, mm-hmm. you know, after um, Uncle Monty's assistant is 
mysteriously, I don't know, he disappeared. Yeah. We assume yeah. murdered. We ass- yeah, we assume murdered, which we later find out is true. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about Stefano's wardrobe and his look? I, I could not it. stop laughing. That I was like so funny. the fact that he can't keep the accent if the glasses aren't on. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my favorite part of that characterization is the yeah. fact that he's like, hold on, let me just, okay, now I'm fully <laughs> in character. Yeah. I, did, so I loved how, as Count Olaf, mm-hmm. he, we all know he has all these different disguises from the books. And I think this one was one I was like really interested to see because you never know if someone if they're just gonna like throw on a wig and be but like mm-hmm. he totally transformed yeah. into yeah. Stefano. Cause, uh, yeah, because the last disguise he had, he still looked exactly like Count Ola- yeah. Olaf. But this time I was like, okay, it's you know it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. He he did a better job. Yeah. yeah. Now I know you said that the wardrobe creator made your own wardrobe, but yes. do you, did he do that for all of the characters? Was it, were they all? My guess made? is yes. Okay. But I don't know that for sure. But okay. I do know it just for my character. Yeah. That's cool because yeah. everything is just so elaborate. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. so impressive to watch mm-hmm. on screen, mm-hmm. right? So. To go between the real world to over the top, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what Neil does so well. Mm-hmm. Like there's a mean streak, yet he's over the top. Yet there's some reality, yeah. And you're just like caught up, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And see, I didn't read the books. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't. So okay. my experience so is very you. different, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. new for me. Mm-hmm. So it's great to hear this. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's We're, we are all. Uh, I'm guessing you yeah, too. Oh, yes, yeah. We are absolutely. all like book nerds. For <laughs> yeah, us. We are so excited. Like yeah. I read all 13, and I'm rereading them now, and <laughs> it's just so much fun. It's like I yeah. waited for this day for so long because you know we had the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And I was a big fan of the movie. Yeah. Right. And I know people had their. Other yeah, opinions. they did. A lot of people mm-hmm. were like. Mm, Okay, maybe not <laughs> Yeah. But you, and it was good to hear you yeah. because you're the first person I said that really, really, really loved it. I did. Yeah. So that's great. I, thank you. Jim Carrey helped to make that movie mm-hmm. as well. I mean, mm-hmm. he really carried it. So that's why I loved it so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was ready for the story to be continued because mm-hmm. we, you know, it was just one movie and that was it. So I was ready, waiting for this day. Yeah. And so yeah. whenever I found out Netflix was doing it, I was like, this is cool. We're going to be able to kind of dive deep into this yeah. and have. Yeah. A, a creative space to really go for it and not just have like a, a one movie type of thing. We're covering four books in one season. Yeah. Right. So that was really exciting for me and so far it's really just yeah. been everything I could have dreamed of. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. It's definitely been satisfying so <laughs> yes. far. Great. Um, especially, I know, I'm going to say it again, I was not the biggest fan of the movie mm-hmm. but I've really, really been impressed with the series so far. Oh, cool. So I'm That's very excited to, to continue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Stefano, what was I saying? Yeah, so we see that Obviously, he is Count Olaf, but for some reason, you know, it seems like Uncle Monty's not catching on that quickly, no. you know? And I'm like, okay, yes, the this disguise is so elaborate, and mm-hmm. it does make him look different, um, but we see that later on when the kids try to talk to him about it, we get an inkling that he does know that maybe he's not who he appears to be, Yeah, yeah. which is good, which is a relief. Why do you think he didn't <laughs> want to call the authorities at that moment? It's part of something larger, mm-hmm. and I think he prefers to take care of matters by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely. Seems it might like have also been ego. Yeah, he definitely wanted to crack, you know, the case on his own. It was so obvious. <laughs> Which like, can be understandable. It's fun to kind of figure things out on your own. I guess, but probably not if when your life is in danger. If there's a fraud in my house, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, like, there's like help. a weird guy in my house, like with a knife, chasing my children. I might want to you know, call the authorities. I'm calling the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's especially right. after he drops that lamp on his head out of the window. You yeah. gotta go. Like, all right, <laughs> out. I am not safe. I must yeah. call someone. Yeah. But still, 
You know, he's like, I major, I minored in criminology, so I got this. Uh, I laughed at that because yeah. I almost did that too. Um, <laughs> that was funny. So for some reason, Uncle Monty keeps on emphasizing that they have to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. They have yes. to go to the movies. And I'm like, all right, this guy loves a good flick. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. I can relate. Yeah. Um, at that point, were you already thinking there was some kind of importance to the movie, or did you just think this was like just, a quirk of his character? I just thought it was a quirk of his character. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool, he wants to go to the movies. I love the movies. <laughs> so badly. Like, yeah. Let's yeah. go, you know? I, I didn't think much about it. It definitely felt like just uh, a filler or something, like just to fill some extra time. I'm like, why are they going to the movies? What's going on? Mm -hmm. But it's actually a very important part. You know, it's pivotal. When the scene first came on, I was like, what are you trying to build like life experiences for the children? (laughs) Like, I don't understand what's happening. But I like the way that it played out uh, because it it enhances the world that we've seen. Like, there are these secret agents kind of working everywhere, Mm -hmm. doing very mundane Mm -hmm. jobs. Which is kind of whimsical, because as a child, you know, everyone is an adult to you. And so the possibility that they are secret spies, it's it's possible. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I must say, before we move on to the movie scene, which is one of the bigger ones in these two episodes, um, that scene where they go into the reptile room and Uncle Monty is introducing them to the different animals and the part where the deadly viper jumps out, that was actually really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think that was cool? I thought so, too. I I I like snakes. People think it's weird, but I I do. I do. I had a few snakes (laughs) in fifth grade. They're so pretty to me. That's why. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I thought that could have been like a 3D glasses type uh, part. Like, that yeah. was pretty cool how oh, they did yeah. that and then cut to Lemony Snicket. <laughs> right. Um, I just thought that was very yeah, well done production-wise. Me too. I agree. Just mm-hmm. a note. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, now, the movie scene, which is important. Mm-hmm. So, they go to the movie. Of course, they have to bring Stefano along because they cannot leave him alone. No. And Stefano also wants to go, I think. He or didn't want to go. No, he didn't did want to go, yes. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to go, but they made him go because they must keep an eye on him at yeah. all times, which is understandable. Yeah. Right. And the scene is so funny. That poor old woman, they just ruin her time. You know, the one that's saying, oh, I wanted to come to the movie because my life is boring. <laughs> yeah. And they're just the whole time talking loudly and yeah. walking in front of her. Right. I don't know if you guys right. thought, I just thought her character was so funny. Yeah. I know. At first I was like, what are they doing? But I was yeah, like, they, right. they put in this yeah. like, little old lady who just wanted to go to the movies and have somebody to talk to. And bless to. her heart. Bless uh, her heart. And enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That was funny. So, um, finally the movie starts and it has subtitles even though it's in English. The subtitles are in English. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, what can you do? That was funny to me. That yeah. made me laugh. So, Uncle Monty pulls out his spyglass and now we finally get to put the pieces together because it's similar to the one that Klaus found. And um, what were you guys thinking when he started looking at the movie with the spyglass? What, what what did you think he was looking for? I'm not going to lie. It took a while for me to catch on. I'm like, what is going on? And I was like, oh, it's messages. Okay, it's codes. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. Can he not see the screen? I, I thought that was really neat because, you know, we see, like, the subtitles. And then when he looks through the spyglass, you know, the letters come together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says, like, run or danger, mm-hmm. get the children take and the take kids, them yeah. to Peru. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's giving this direct special message from... Someone higher up, I'm guessing, you know, Jacqueline, Jacqueline mm-hmm. and um, Gustav, uh, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Dead I think too. it's really neat. Instead of just, like, sending him a telegram or sending him something, like, they're just like, let's do it over the screen. Let's make a big production mm-hmm. about it. Let's do it in plain sight. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, Sarah, did you get to meet Sarah Canning, who played yes. Jacqueline? Yeah. She's awesome, too. I uh-huh. really like that there's so many cool female characters even though it's the same as the book but yeah, I like we the portrayal the together yeah. in the theater oh yeah that's right so definitely yeah, so we got have, to hang yeah. out all day long hours uh-huh. and I saw her in New York so I thought she was great yeah, yes. yeah really great yeah, yeah. I was very happy with her because she she actually from what I remember <coughs> 
she wasn't too heavily involved in the books. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool that they're giving the character like a life mm -hmm. of its own and being able to kind of see people behind the scenes working towards mm -hmm. trying to save the children because yeah. in the books a lot of times it's like you feel like it's hopeless, you know? Yeah. They're, everyone's, everything's against them. And no them. one cares. Yeah. Yeah. But right. it's neat yeah. to see these kind and of... detached. That's what I like <laughs> about it. Like it almost makes you kind of chuckle mm -hmm. at yeah. their unfortunate yeah. events. Yeah. Because, you know, at the beginning when he says if you, if you want a happy ending or whatever, look away now. Like turn yeah. away. And nobody turns away, of course, we're all like watching. But I think it's so neat that we're not like Oh, so downtrodden. So yes. like, oh my God, this is sad. Like you just kind of snicker yeah, about yeah. it. It's and definitely chuckle dark a comedy. Bit. It is the darkest of comedy. But I, I'm I'm surprised that I could appreciate it because yeah. you know I like upbeat. I like yeah. let's have fun. Yeah. Let's not. You know, even even anything I do as far as performing wise, like don't make it negative. You guys, we get mm -hmm. enough rejection out in the world. Let's have fun. That's mm -hmm. So I love how Barry has made it because it makes you kind of chuckle at yeah. the unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like I like that point Dakota I like that we get to see the behind the scenes yeah it's a good addition that Definitely. we didn't really get in the movie so yeah. mm -hmm. it's cool mm -hmm. um so why do you guys think that the kids didn't ask him what he was doing with that thing because the whole time I'm just wondering like why don't they just ask him did they not see what he was doing with the spyglass I feel like Montgomery is one of those he's just an eccentric and I think <laughs> maybe they're, they're like, just okay. like all right, bro. Well, yeah. enjoy this. You really want to go to the movies. So yeah. Have fun, I guess. Yeah, he's really. Uh, maybe he was trying to see the detail on someone's uh -huh. like clothing. Maybe he thought it was just a telescope. They <laughs> were trying to. Poor he was guy. Trying to yeah. really get a view of what was yeah, going on. But I, know. Yeah. I thought that I think that they kinda knew there was something else going mm -hmm. going on at that time and they were just looking straight forward. That way they didn't attract Olaf's mm -hmm. attention. Yeah. Olaf was already kind of seeing what was going yeah. on. But I think they were just trying to remain still and act like everything's fine so that way it didn't draw attention. Yeah. So we see that the message says danger, take the children, SS what was it? Prosper. Prospero. Prospero. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, go to Peru. Yeah. Which we know that's where mother and father are, right? Mm -hmm. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently, whoever mm -hmm. they are. I don't really remember that detail, but they're mother and father. Mm -hmm. um, and so after that, he leaves the theater, and I'm just so worried because I know something's going to go terribly wrong. Yeah. I just know it. Mm -hmm. um, and so the children decide to stay there because they need to keep an eye on Count Olaf mm -hmm. right. slash Stefano. Meanwhile, the two old women... Two white-faced Like, gosh, white they women. got a little muscle or something because they <laughs> attempted to kidnap Uncle Monty. What were you guys thinking? Why do you think they chose... Um, why do you think it, were, it was those two henchmen instead of, like, the other henchmen to do a kidnapping you of know, all things? I don't know. I think they were just trying to show the power of women, honestly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. Like nobody would suspect them because that's two little old ladies mm -hmm. and they can play off that really mm -hmm. well. They grabbed that curtain, they covered him up and took him away. Yeah. Right. That's true. They got the job done. They did. Now at that point, were you I know we all read the books. Okay, but at that point did it seem like that was the end of Uncle Monty? Because no. I was worried. Really? I was no, worried. Because I knew how he, yeah, I knew, I knew how he died. Really? So. Well, yeah. I just, I try to forget about that and watch. Um, but yeah, I was like, well, it's oh, called man. the snake room. And there's a lot of early allusion to the fact that, like, the kids don't get hurt in the snake room. But something's else, yeah. happening. Yeah. 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 Well, I thought he was... Okay. Well, okay. That's fine. <laughs> I still thought he was done for, folks. Okay. That's fine. Um, but we see that he resurfaces out in the parking lot, which confused me at first, because I'm like, how did he get away? Mm -hmm. But then, obviously, they're just two old ladies. They yeah. can't hold him for too long. Yeah. And so, this is another pivotal moment, because he finally confronts 
Stefano. And yes. so I'm thinking, yes, like this is the time they're going to get the cops involved and he's done for, even though I know the truth, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, and how hilarious is it? After all of this confrontation, <laughs> Stefano, I heard. Uncle Monty does not even know Stefano is Count Olaf. He just thinks he's a spy from the... What is it called? The Let me get this word right, please. Because I... <laughs> Um, the Herpetological Society. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's so frustrating. Was that not the <laughs> most hilariously frustrating scene? Yeah, it was. And he doesn't even, like, he doesn't call, he says he calls the authorities, but it just kind of leaves him there. It's like, no, if you're going to call the authorities, stay with someone <laughs> yeah. to make sure that they don't escape. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But no, he's like, oh yeah, I called them. It's, I called the authorities. It's fine. There's the old man in the ticket booth is watching them. It's like, no, like that's not, like they're going to escape. That's not how escape. this goes. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Which was a bad idea because as Joel mentioned, we cut back to the reptile room, and Uncle Monty does not no. have a very good fate. No, he is <laughs> killed Monty. in the reptile room. He's right. killed. He's killed. Killed yeah. off. Yeah. Um, so now we segue into episode four. Uncle Monty is dead. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yes. So sad. So sad. And it is made to appear that he has been killed by a snake. Which we can all be pretty skeptical mm-hmm. about because mm-hmm. we know. We also yeah. know the most dangerous snake is not the most dangerous. Right. That's the only one what that's missing. The, the incredibly deadly viper. There we yes. go. But it's not. Very it's friendly. Most friendly <laughs> and so cute. Yeah. So for some reason, you know, it's like Stefano is getting the kids and they're heading to Peru or whatever. I guess he's still Stefano at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mr. Poe shows up and we get a little glimpse of hope, right? Because we're like, okay, this man who they trust is coming and hopefully he can save them. But once again, we are yeah. shown that Mr. Poe is not the brightest of the bunch. Oh, Mr. Poe. <laughs> Poor Mr. guy. Mr. Poe just has a listening problem. Like, <laughs> he really he does. Just, does not... Like, I don't feel like after three attempts at this stuff, like, you gotta maybe stop and listen to what the kids are saying. Yeah. They yeah, seem to you know, know what's good. Yeah. yeah, he's very detached, um, yeah. just like Mrs. Poe. They're, they're perfect together. <laughs> yeah. you know? They are. They make quite the pair. <laughs> Birds of a feather, honey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, they go back to the house. They tell him that that Uncle Monty's dead. Um, the nurse shows up, which is another hench person. Hench yes. person of indeterminate yes. gender. gender. Yes. Thank yes. you. Um, followed by the rest of the hench people. And uh, I'm like, Mr. Poe, don't you recognize them? You've right. seen these people right. before. Yeah. Like, come on, come on, man. That Even poor like cough the, must be, like, something very serious. Yeah. yeah. Damaging his like, brain. Did you see, like, the hook-handed man with, like, the, the Those weird hands? Those hands, hands yeah. yeah. And he was like, see, this man has hands. And yeah. they're just, like, stuck on the hook. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, like, what the heck, those Mr. Poe? not Paul? real hands. Yeah. No. And at this point, I'm so glad that the children are kind of taking matters into their own hands because they're realizing, which they realized before, they cannot count on the adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They cannot. So Klaus goes back down to the reptile room. Meanwhile, Sunny and Violet go out to the car to search the bags. And lo and behold, they put all the pieces together and realize that Stefano slash Count Olaf really killed Uncle Monty and made it yeah. seem like the snake bite. Yeah. So finally, um, Mr. Poe is kind of on board. What were you guys thinking at this point? Like, do you get it now? I was like, come on, man, you got this. And I love when he's like, uh, can I see your left ankle? And he just like licks that oh, napkin. Yes. Like, right. Left right. ankle. Oh, I know. Eye contact. He's it was so, so good gross. at that. I know. Yes. Yeah, right? I'm making you so uncomfortable. I know. I know. <laughs> that was like a difficult character for me to watch because at one point you're like, 
okay, like he cares. Like when he's aware, he's like he really does care. Mm-hmm. Like when uh anytime the kids are sad or something, he's like, Okay, I know you guys have been through a lot, but yeah. you know, we're gonna make it through. But then at the same time he's so dense. Yeah. He's so Poor dense guy. and just so willing to just leave them with anybody. Yeah. He's like, This is sort of my responsibility, but now it's their problem. Bye. Yeah. And I just uh it's so frustrating. Yeah. Well, I, I did love it whenever he like licked the napkin and, and took the and so that way everyone was like, Okay, there's mm-hmm. the eye. Finally yeah. we see the eye tattoo, it's it's count Olaf. Right, so what now? And the screeching iguana, man, like, <laughs> saves the day. Yeah. Yeah. Sure does. Um, but unfortunately, Count Olaf is still not captured. Nope. Yeah. So really nothing is resolved until he is captured. And lastly, we uh, the kids go back out to the labyrinth, and mm-hmm. Jacqueline's there. Girl yeah. Jacqueline. How long? First of all, I was like, how long has she been she's up there? She's been there, there like a, a hot minute. Yeah, Jacqueline she's good. Is a great spy. <laughs> yeah. She, she is determined. I, I didn't think a thing about it. I was like, oh, cool, we have a statue. And then whenever <laughs> she comes down and walks down, I'm like, girl, how long have you been doing? standing there, girl? Yeah. Like, talk yeah. about costuming. That, like, bronzed kind yes. of, like, a sheet metal look. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. really cool. It mm-hmm. was. That it reminds was. me of something that you would see on like Las Vegas Strip, like of the people yeah. who pose mm-hmm. and stuff. You can just mm-hmm. take a picture with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that was funny. And I think um, after that, actually, when Jacqueline goes and she actually finds Count Olaf, he was like, lay off on the brown, the bronzer. Yeah. Yeah. I like, know, that was, that was like, so okay. rude. That was, <laughs> that was rude and funny. Oh, um, but man, she finds Count Olaf, and in the final scene, he jumps out the window and escapes. As always. Man, you gotta take backup next time, girl. She gets his eyeglass, though. She does, which she is very important. Yes. So that's a good thing. And also, um, mother and father are still on their quest back to the children, it seems. So yeah. That's really they're, all they're we're in left Peru with. Right they're now. in that bar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been compromised. They're heading out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the children are now headed to Aunt Josephine's. Yes. So oh, we are excited to off. see. Hopefully she has some security outside of her house by the time they show up <laughs> yeah. after all they've been through. Probably right. Not. But let's get into some <laughs> predictions now because that's Yay. where we left off. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. There it is. There we go. (laughs) Yay. Thank you for the effects. Predictions. Anybody want to go first? Uh, No, go go for it. Okay, I was going to just say, I I really think that Aunt Josephine is going to be that quirky, like, like very like oh well don't touch this because that's gonna explode or I think she's very gonna be very uh, nitpicky and very finicky. Mm-hmm. So you think they'll stick to the book? I think they're gonna stick to the book with this. Oh man, and Josephine always troubled me in the books. Like <laughs> it's just hard, dude, because she's like you know she's a really tough cookie, and then like all of that got in it. It's a relatable story, mm-hmm. you know. She's suffered a lot of trauma, so it makes sense. But at the same time, like I don't know, I'm hoping they they bring some spice here. I hope that maybe mm-hmm. you get to see her kick a little butt before mm-hmm. you know. Events go down. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, she bothers my anxiety. Like, oh god, <laughs> do something. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but I don't think the kids will really take to Aunt Josephine the way that they did um, Uncle Monty and Probably Justice not. Strauss. So that's going to be unfortunate having to warm up to somebody who won't really like warm up to them and won't make them feel welcomed and, and loved. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm just excited to see Alfre Woodard play yeah. that because For real. she's freaking yes. dope, right? So I'm excited to see her. I really love the casting in this. I got yes. to see her. Justice Strauss, didn't you want her to get yes. the kids so, so bad? Yes. Like so you bad. wanted Joan Cusack was great to work with. Like I wanted the the kids to just stay with her, yes. even when she brought over the food. I wanted them to eat her food. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know that that big that lamb, lamb yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The hell. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wanted them to have her food. I wanted them to live with her, even. 
<laughs> they could stay in that library. Right. Let them live in the library. Yeah. Like, I wanted them to just have each other. No. When she puts the book on adoption law back on the shelf, my whole heart just crumbled. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was so sad. Yeah. I, I was really hoping that she was going to be able to adopt the kids just because she seems like the perfect guardian because mm-hmm. she yep. was just so in it with mm-hmm. them. Right. She, she wanted to make them feel special and, mm-hmm. and loved. And that's Definitely. exactly what a parent right. needs to do. And yeah. so, and absolutely. even if she just kept them, I was okay if she, the adoption wasn't final. If she just kept yeah. them. Yeah. Just until they figured safety. stuff out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep them. Because with her... Um, all of the ways she talked mm-hmm. it, like you knew she would be good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just knew because she Very was so comforting. fairy tale, honey. Yeah, so you knew she'd be good. Yeah. I don't really remember if she comes back from the books. I haven't read the books in so many years. Apparently, she does she very, does? very briefly yeah. like okay. a, in a later book. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. When, awesome when is your next episode? Um, I'm not sure. I've heard that I have another one. Yeah, yeah. you sure, do. But um, it may be I think eight. Okay. Yeah, I think it's seven or eight. eight something. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm yeah, ready. I'm yeah, ready. I'm very excited. Yes. But let's cut back to you, Miss Cleo Gang. Let's do it. So tell us a little bit about the audition process for this series. Like, how did you go through that process? I went in, I auditioned, and then I didn't have a callback. Which was amazing. I went in and they put it on tape. And uh-huh. they said the director's going to look at the tape and then we'll see what's going to happen. But <clears throat> it was an audition, excuse me, that I went in and I saw everybody I know. My friends mm. who have commercials, my friends who have series. Yeah. My fr- I mean, there was eight of us out there. And, you know, when I first came to L.A. and that would happen, you were just like, oh, child, please. Okay. <laughs> you could close your eyes and pick one. Why do they call all of us on oh, this yeah. job? And you think, this is what you think, but you know better than to say it. <laughs> I'm never getting this job with all of them here it's not gonna happen but you would never say it now so you know and I saw everybody and we sat and talked because there was so much time and we caught up with you're on this show you're on that show you're on Tyler Perry all of us sitting there and uh, I went in and put it on tape and honest to God I forgot about it Mm. and when they called the the buzz was out though everybody was like God I want to do that show I hear they're shooting in Vancouver I want to do that show Mm. you know it's based on the book so I thought about it I really wanted it and then when they called and they said Barry Sonnenfeld and for me that was one of the highlights Mm. and Neil Patrick Harris to work with everybody Mm. I was blown away that I booked that from an audition on tape yeah. That is amazing. I was so, 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 so grateful. Because, oh. you know, I've worked with a lot of people in this business, but to get to work with Barry, mm-hmm. it's just like, I love working with people who has this experience and mm. who know what they're doing, and they can paint the picture for you and with you and listen to what you're saying, too. Like, it's such an extraordinary experience. Mm-hmm. So very grateful for That's how it amazing. worked out. Yeah. I actually, I was just watching an interview, I believe, with Gabrielle Union, and she was talking about something similar um, in the fact that when you go to these auditions you kind of get used to seeing the same people Mm -hmm. Um, is this something that you find comforting or is it something that is kind of off-putting to you that it's always the same group it's both yeah Mm. and very much both because you know like a lot of my friends and I'm one of these people if I don't get it I sure hope you do yeah you know but when you run into the same people all the time it is kind of like oh girl yeah you know you just it's naturally that's what you feel and sometimes you walk in you say oh here we go (laughs) you know we see each other again but the part of it is that you know this is what I know what's meant for you Mm -hmm. I can't get it and what's meant for me you can't 
get it. Right. So mm-hmm. you can go in there and turn somersaults, but if it's meant for me, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Right. So you show up Ooh. and you see your friends and stuff. It's great, but then on the other hand, you just wish she wasn't here because mm. her series ran well. Honey. Yeah. 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 You know, it yeah. ran really well, yes. and it used to intimidate me when I first got to New York. But you know, mm. now my friends are like, "Oh, Cleo's yes. here. Y'all can forget this gig, <laughs> girl." You know, but we all feel that way about each other. Yeah, so. yeah. that's amazing. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you usually prepare for a role, and do you prepare differently for different projects of genres? Or? I do. You know, for me, I have to take it from a real experience. Yeah. I have to go from real. I can't make it up. You know, uh, when I first started in the business, I always wanted to do characters. Like, I would do old ladies, and I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody's going to cast me as an old lady, really, in my 20s, unless I'm in the theater, maybe. But mm-hmm. I always take it from something real in my life, whether it's my mom, whether it's my dad, or my grandma, or my cousin, or that crazy aunt who is always acting out at, at uh, family functions. Yeah. I take it from that, you know, or the sweet, when you talk to the sweet. I remember, you know, there are people in my family who used to, we call it nice nasty, mm-hmm. you know, oh. and that's Mrs. Poe. Very mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Let me hear you say it. That's real. Say it, say it. So I always go from something I've experienced, and if I need to do research, I will, but definitely that's how I, I do it. I go do the research, but then I think of who in my life have, have I experienced this with? Yeah. Was this, uh, like, what is it like working on, like, network TV shows in versus Netflix? For me, um, network TV shows, we get in there, we do it, it's quick, it's, you know, and then to fly to Vancouver and then to go do Netflix, it's very different. You know, um, I flew for the first time coach. Wow. To, to Vancouver to shoot well. this show in my <laughs> okay. career. Yeah. And I have been acting 32 years professionally. My first TV show was The Cosby Show. Wow. And my first movie was with Will Smith, Six Degrees of Separation. Mm. And for the first time, I flew to Vancouver coach for my job because there's a new thing with the union. If it's less than, I think, three hours, they can fly you coach. Never heard of that in my life. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. But I wanted to work with these yeah. group of people, mm-hmm. so I took the job. So it's very different for me mm-hmm. than to work with Network and then Netflix because, whew, I flew coach. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> that was a good indication to be like, all right, they got me. Right, right, cool. right. Netflix is nice. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah. you know what? I love the group of people. And for me, it's about the work. Mm-hmm. If I get work that I really enjoy, I will go coach. I will do things that normally I wouldn't do because it's about the work. I'm not chasing the dollar. I want the experience. Mm -hmm. And this show has proved to give me that. Mm -hmm. It's been beautiful for me. Tell us about the Cleo King open mic. Oh, yes. As I yeah. uh, as I break out into a little sweat here. <laughs> so I have to dab a little. All right. Cleo uh, yes. King's open mic, as I get this. Did I move it? Okay. Cleo King's open mic. It happens every Thursday night at uh, Two Roads Theater, which oh. is at 4348 Tahunga. And we've been doing it. This is our fifth year wow. at Cleo King's open mic. We did a year in Burbank. And then we've done four years right here in this place at... Uh, uh, Two Roads Theater, and that's uh, T-W-O-R-O-A-D-S. And we're uh, 4348 Tahunga, and it's incredible. We do acting, singing, dancing, spoken word, comedy, poetry, scenes, instruments, and monologues. Wow. So it's everything. We wow. do five minutes. Everybody gets five minutes, and at four minutes, you get the light. Ooh. So it's mm. so much fun because awesome. so many people want comedy. Yeah. yeah. But then when I've heard comedy for an hour... Oh my God, I'm worn out. Yeah. I'm worn out. I can't. So we have people come up and do a song, spoken word, poetry, 
monologue. It's so much yeah. fun. And we have a great time. It's mm-hmm. every Thursday night at 8 o'clock. The, sh- the house opens at 7.30. And boy, have I made some incredible, incredible connections. One guy came in and sang a song. It was so moving. It was a song about young men being killed by police officers. Mm. And he came in and he sang this song and I literally was weeping in my seat. Oh. And I'm not a person that's moved to tears. Mm. I mean, I'm, I, I'm moved to laughter all the time because <laughs> that's just who right. I am. But when he came in and sang this song, I thought to myself, oh my God. I stood up and said, I have to produce this song. I've never produced anything in my life. <laughs> this man <sighs> sang this song. We have gone in the studio. We recorded it. Oh and we're getting ready to shoot the video. Wow. Wow. It's so what, what moving. Is it called? His, his name? name is Patrick Outlaw, okay. this guy. And the song is called Let Him Run. Nice. It's like, you don't have to shoot him. You don't have to kill him. Let him run. Mm-hmm. Let him run. And if he looked like your son, would you shoot him down? Mm. That's the thing. And so we are now about to do the video. So that's one thing I'm working on. Oh, chill. Producing music. But I'm so proud of Patrick Outlaw. Like, he, this guy is like, wow, he's a money man. Mm. But he came in with his guitar and he just laid it down. And he moved me. Wow. So it's a new experience for me. That's something I'm working on. And um, Cleo King Open Mike is one of the things I did to help out a friend. He was trying to figure out something to do with his studio. And we started a dollar. We started charging people one dollar. Come in and it was packed. It was packed in less than a month because I was hosting it every week for him. And uh, I have another series uh, radio show coming out called Bronzeville. Mm. It's going to come out February 7th. Oh good. He did. Lawrence Fishburne and Lorenz Tate. Nice. So that's going to be out February 7th. It's Mm. a radio show. It's got uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and Tika Sumter, I believe. You got it. Oh, you it's got so cool. It. And it's about, I'm from Chicago, so that's why I'm like freaking yes. out about it. Yes. <laughs> it's about the uh, uh, lottery program in Chicago for uh, housing. Uh, in Bronzeville. It's, it's a really, it sounds yes. like a fascinating story. I'm very wow. excited it's about incredible. it. It's incredible. I worked with Lawrence Fishburne and Lorenz and those guys. And, you know, when you're uh, talking on a microphone on a radio show and you're acting and they suggest something and you do it, and Lawrence Fishburne jumps up and gives you the biggest hug, you know? Yeah. It was amazing. So that was one of the things I was working on. And then on uh, Cartoon Network, there's a show called Dream Corps. Oh. And I'm on that. And we I was on the final episode of season one. We just got picked up for season two. Congratulations. Ten minutes episodes. They're little episodes Aww. they show yeah. between shows. It's called Dream Corps, C-O-R-P. <laughs> okay. So we're picked up. We're, get, we're about to start our second uh, season there. So you that's busy fun. Busy, I know. Busy. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's I really, Speaking of that, then, I'm like a huge horror f- fan. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I love horror. So please, tell us about the bye-bye. Man, the Bye Bye yes. Man, directed by Stacy Title, mm-hmm. a woman, and it's yes. PG-13. So you think, you know, it's going to scare the mm-hmm. P out of you. <laughs> it won't scare the P out of you. It's PG-13, yeah. <laughs> and her husband wrote it, Jonathan Penner. Oh, wow. So That's they awesome. work together, and wow. I'm telling you, this is my second time working with Stacy, and I love it. We shot it in Cleveland, Ohio, and then um, one night after uh, doing the show, uh, this guy, he was got in between two uh, car, got hurt we couldn't finish the last oh. night we had one more night to sh- finish oh. so we had to do the final shoot here in LA but I am so proud of this movie yeah. the story she tells it's scary without like people chasing you for 20 minutes and then killing you gory mm. like it's not that 
It's really a PG-13, and it's good. It scares you, but it's not the scare that make you pee yourself. Okay. You know, right. It's not that. But it's worth right. it, I'm telling you. That's because awesome. you know how you, you're watching horror films, and you're like, that's not real. That's <laughs> not real. <laughs> it's not that. Yeah. Okay. She really tells the story. Good. It's really good. I'm really proud That's of it. I'm excited. And what's your character in that? I play Mrs. Watkins. Okay. She's the librarian. Okay. You know, but don't think it, don't say it. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Bye Bye Man. Yeah. Oh. Don't think it, don't <laughs> say it. In theaters now, right? Yes, oh. right now. Amazing. They both came out January 13th. Wow. Lemony Snicket yes. and, and the Bye Bye Man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great weekend amazing. for you. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. one last thing, if I can. Yes, yeah. go ahead. Viola Davis's company just produced a new show called Coco America. Ooh. Wow. And I did it. It's, it's going to be a web series. It's going to be on ABC's page. And I just did a few episodes of those. Oh, my god. And Diara Kilpatrick is starring. And this is an incredible series wow. that I'm really proud to be a part of. Wow. So Coco America, K-O-K-O America. Mm. So. Yeah. And it's when will that be good. available? I Are you guys when that in one the process of... Well, we shot it already. Yeah. We finished like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it should be coming up. You know, wow. definitely going to be looking out for that. I know, that. I'm writing I'm like, it down. You are a busy woman. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love this. That is the dream. This Some is what I've been doing. Yeah. This is what I wanted to do. This is what I love doing. This yeah. is what I'm grateful to be doing. Absolutely. Like, this is great. And then, you know, I have my own feature that I'm just starting to pitch. Oh. Wow. My own feature that I'm so excited about. And I'll just tell you, I play a hooker. Oh. Yeah, oh. Funny. yeah. I different. play a hooker. Yeah. Oh. I live for that. Yes. I live for that. I live. I wrote it. It took us three years. Awesome. What happened is, Todd Strauss Schulson wrote a ten minute short. At mm-hmm. the time, I was on Mike and Molly as Grandma, and he said he wrote the role for me. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and uh, because you know, people say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm a. I want real. I don't want people just saying mm-hmm. stuff to me because. And he, he, you know, he called my agent. He said he wanted me to do it, and he said it was written for me. And I'm like, I really don't want to do a ten minute short. I'm good. Like mm-hmm. I'm working. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm chill. Hey, do and, uh, <laughs> and then finally, he called back three weeks later, and then I said no. He called back two weeks later. I said, Who is this guy? And my agent said he said he wrote it for you, and he wants to see you throughout stuff. He's mm-hmm. tired of seeing you in one scene, and you're done. Yeah. I said, Well, what is the character she said she's a hooker I said oh my god yes I'll do it she goes you haven't even read it I said but I live for it I am that character but here's the funny thing when I prayed and meditated about moving to LA because I lived in New York for 10 years it was revealed to me that the role that was going to be right for me and that would expose me to the world 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 would be a hooker Wow. so when I heard that I was like oh my this is it this is it, baby. This is it. Oh, oh, make no mistakes <laughs> anymore. This is it. So I knew. Yes. I knew. I knew. Love so it. I got together with Todd Strauss Schulson, did the role, and fell in love with her. And I said to him, what are we going to do with her? We can't let her go. Mm-hmm. He goes, listen, I make two movies a year. I'm good. I directed Harold and Kumar's Christmas. I'm good. <laughs> I said, well, can I have the character? He goes, sure, you can. You can have her. So he gave her to me. And so for the last three years, my buddy, Billy Tyler, and I have been working on this full-length feature. And we worked with several other people. We hired a real writer to clean it up for us because we've never written, yeah, you know. Sure. So I'm very proud of it, and I'm just now starting to pitch it. Wow. That is so awesome. Well, I, I am so unbelievably it. impressed yeah. right now. I love that it was revealed to you in prayer. Yes. I know, right? Hooker. But and then it came true. You were like, God, is that, am I hearing right now? Is that, okay. Are you sure? I'm telling you, when I meditate, when I pray, the stuff that is revealed to me, I'm always like, 
I don't know if this is right, yeah. but I just trust the mm-hmm. process. You Absolutely. know, and I keep showing up and I keep doing what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, treating people like you want to be treated, mm-hmm. it is yes. always revealed mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be. You know, and sometimes it's sprung on you and you're like, whoa, didn't nobody tell me that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the most part, you know, you get it. You yes. get it. Yeah. I just love how happy you are, how positive, yes. how humble. Yes. I'm very proud of you. Like lighting I, up the whole I'm so room. proud. I just thank I can't you. wait to see everything that you've told us about. I just I'm oh, gonna be there. I'm gonna I feel be there. so honored that you even came to join us today. Oh, yeah. I'm I so impressed. Happy. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm sure you. everybody thank who's been you. watching. I'm sorry we didn't get to the chat roll. We've just been so consumed in this yeah. one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Please, everybody, make sure you go check out all of her projects. We'll make sure we. I'll make a comment and link everything and go follow her on Twitter and we'll get to that. But again, we will be back next week for episodes five and six. Mm -hmm. So tune in then. Special guest Cleo King. Thank Thank you you so much for coming. I love it. Thank you so much. And again, where can they find you on Twitter and Facebook? Okay, Twitter and Facebook is uh, Cleo King Actress. Twitter, Facebook, Cleo King and Cleo King's Open Mic MIC. Perfect. Thank, thank you so you. much. I'm so excited thank right now. You, Again, you. I am your host, Miera Jennings, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miera Jennings. That's M-I-A-I-R-A Jennings. And I'm Ivana Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at Ivana L. Williams and on Instagram at Ivana.Williams. Hey, guys. I'm Joe Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joe Monique and every week at BlackGirlNerds.com. Be sure to come back for, like, uh, Magicians is on Wednesdays mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and no, Incorporated is over. But Riverdale. Did, thank you, Riverdale, <laughs> on Thursdays, which is great. If you haven't seen it, go check that out. Uh, come join us back here for this following show. And I, don't know, I do a lot. Come back. We're everywhere. We're here <laughs> at us. I do want to give a shout-out to Disney's Magic 92 and Lightkeep. Hey. 212 for being in the chat. We see you guys. Yes, we love you. Thanks for thank talking you. to thank us. Thank you for watching. You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. Awesome. And until next week, this has been the after show for a series of unfortunate events. We will see you guys next time. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz! See you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.